Good morning, afternoon, and evening, Supercoach Elites. Welcome back to another Supercoach Elites podcast, proudly sponsored by the guys at exoticlimo.com.au and our mates at hungover.net.au. Feel your worst while you're looking your best. My name's Corey, and as always, alongside me is the Bombs Express. Choo-choo! That's right, Corey. The Bombs Express is back. And, uh, oh, crap, Corey. The first lot of buys are over, so I guess that means good news. But the bad news is we've got two more weeks to go. Before we get stuck into some of that talk, Corey, where can listeners hit us up on social media? Find us on Twitter at SC Elites. Find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and the podcast store at Supercoach Elites, and also on the website at www.supercoachelites.com, where you'll find all our forums, weekly articles, etc. How'd you go, Bombs? I mean, buy rounds are here, the panic sets in, buy round one's come and gone. What'd you score? Um, well, you thought I would have had this all prepared, Corey. All I know is I had 21 players for the week, so I wow. better have put up a good number. But I did put up a 2,085, which uh, nice. had me 3,400 for the week and uh, flew me right up to 4,300 overall with 9 out of 10 league wins. Good on you, mate. That's uh, that's a pretty impressive score. I didn't even actually even know that. Uh, so I had a 22-22. Uh, sorry, a 20 Sorry, apologies. At 2022, um, and jumped up to 3,621 overall. Um, I was fairly happy with that. I think I went into the week with 20 players, but this is the week that panic's starting to set in. So we've got to come oh. here on a Monday night and try and uh, ease the community down, I think. Yeah, I think that's what it's about. I know my numbers are looking light on, but how are some of the schools over the weekend, though, Corey? I mean, Sorbet, Corbet, pumps out of 10. We got Ainsworth, 33. Um, I mean, there were some other popular options as well that did, did sorry, pardon me, did not produce the goods whatsoever. Jordy Clark had only 24, Brody Smith at 48. There were just ugly numbers everywhere this week. There was some rival scores. I mean, the GOAT, again, I think he might have had Glendula Fever or something bounce because he scored a, what was it, I think maybe a 29, which is just abnormal for him too. So, I'll tell you. It's just... It's, it's tough. One of the greatest things to happen this year, Corey, is to see him come crashing down from whatever planet he was on. I'll tell you, Corey, if you can sell him at 310000 you'd do so in an absolute heartbeat. Funniest, My God. Funniest part, Bombs, obviously, Friday night over at your house watching the, yep. the game. So you were having a real good chuckle every time the ball oh. the goat's hands and uh, he just let it slip. Happened about three or four times. So you haven't Probably. More than probably made several remarks around cannot wait for the podcast and for you not to mention uh, his name regularly. So uh, I'm probably looking forward to this podcast a little more than usual, of course. Very good night on the source. Before we get into it, uh, let's just talk about who we vice captain and captained. So obviously, uh, one too many had a bit of a large sleep in on Saturday uh, and somehow pushed my captain on Sam Walsh. Probably because I. At some point, may have spoken you into that. Who knows? The the previous night, I, uh, I realised Carlton were playing the twelve o'clock or the one o'clock game or whatever. I'm not. I've got no idea why you would even uh, flirt with something like that. But the fact that you scored 140 from your captain, uh, Corey. Now I told you this fellow was special. The only regret I have about you captaining Walsh is the fact you did it before me. And the fact you did it on a on a week where you scored 140, I could not believe it when I when I when you said that happened. I thought you were taking the piss, and no, lo and behold, uh, certainly were not. Funniest thing too, because I, I 100% would have gone Neil into Grundy as well. 
and I wouldn't yeah. take Neil's score either. No, so it's put your 60 points up. So what you scored, 2022. You probably should have scored 1960 this week. Uh, it's an absolute joke. Hey, how'd you go on your in your main league head-to-head? Was yeah. the difference more than 60 I or less than 60? Think, no, I think I shut that in, to be honest. Ah, okay, uh, well, that's all right then. But look, percentage, that always helps too. <laughs> nah, uh, unbelievable, man. I ended up doing Lockie Neal um, VC, uh, as per my article, said that that's what would happen. Um, you know, he scores, Corey, he scores 140 or he scores less than 110. It's ridiculous. And he was 80-something at half time, and, and we all thought, we go, oh, here we go. Uh, we're definitely taking the 140-plus here. And again, only 106. And um, obviously, limited options. I ran with uh, Gorn today, so I was pretty happy with the one fifty three. Oh, good on you. That's uh, yeah. that's good because I know a lot of a lot went Grundy. So nah, they probably didn't read the article, Corey, and that would have been very, very foolish of them. Well, that's what happens when you don't jump on the website and check those things out. Look, we're not gonna do who am I this week. We're not gonna do Bubble Boys because. Lo and behold, we've given the the community such a short time to get their questions in, and we are flooded with a shitload of questions. So let's kick straight off into there, um, and I'm pretty sure that'll cover a wide range of uh, so, uh, topics, especially because we're, we're, you know, what do we got? Footy on Monday, two sleeps, Tuesday, Wednesday off, footy on Thursday. How good, Corey, is Thursday night football? Seriously underrated. The weeks might be shorter, Corey, but that's what we need. I thought now, the first question we're going to get is I thought this would be a, a big topic of conversation. It's floating around on tipper, uh, don't just say tipper, floating around on uh, Twitter at the moment. Uh, Lachlan Fox 12, do I upgrade Hall early or downgrade Ainsworth to Clark and go early on him? Or downgrade Ainsworth to go early on Clark? Downgrade Ainsworth. What does he mean go early? Who's Clark? Oh, well, I was thinking maybe he's talking about Jordan Clark. So what does he mean? Oh, go- Dylan Clark? Ah, so he's wanting to use a little bit of DPP. Yeah. Mate, I'm not training Marty Hall. You're kidding. His break-even's 39 still, and he's just pumped a 94. You have a look at his, you know, recent form, Corey. You know he's got a three-round average of 95 and a five-round average of 92. Uh, I'm telling you, you're pissing Brody Smith off before you trade him Marty Hall, that's for sure. There's a lot of teams this week that are going to try and move Marty Hall because they're desperate. They feel like they're going to be short. Bumps, do you reckon it's better to play with 17 and keep Hall or play with 18 and trade Hall? Uh, I'd play 17 and keep Hall. I'd be the same. Marty Hall is an asset right now, especially someone that you could potentially run in at D6 at the back end of the season. Potentially someone that you could use at um, D, what do we call it? D7, D6 swing. As well, there there could be every chance that you go into your finals and have Marty Hall as a swingman. I think you keep it in there, you keep those scores. He's doing everything that you'd want a super coach defender to do. Um, absolute luxury player. I definitely would not be moving Marty Hall. He'd be my last or a swingman at any potential chance you can. So I think you keep Hall. Uh, Mark Mills, what do you think of Moore, Stack, and Drew? if not named, out, and Boak, Dunkley, and Gardner named, if named. 17 trades left before this week. Two trades will have will have two plus primos to get, Hearn and Lloyd, plus Brady Smith to Whitfield when he returns to a full primo side. Oh, uh, no, beautiful. Yeah. Absolutely gorgeous trades. Sounds like a good spot. The Web Express. Greeting, lads. Still oh, where is he this time? Sitting in at Greece. the airport en route to London today. 
19, 27, and 6 out of 8 league wins this week. Look at the following moves. Setterfield and Moore. Uh, Setterfield, uh, Moore, sorry, and Horse slash Dersma out. Daniel, Ryan, and Gardner in. Gee, Hall or Dersma out. I mean, the first, I mean Setterfield as well. He's, you see how low Setterfield's break-even is? He's back-to-back 60s. His break-even's 15. And say he comes out and puts out another 60 or 70, he's going to lose a 29 from his rolling average. I don't know. He's culling a lot of these early. Dersma, he's averaged 100 over the last two weeks, hasn't he? The last two yeah, games yeah, that he's yeah. played. Um, why the hell would you want to get rid of that? His break-even's 16, and we just spoke about how early it is for Hall. So... Whilst the upgrades are certainly great, they're all premature, and I wouldn't be doing uh, any of those outs. Darcy Moore's the only one that I'd be going out yeah, at this stage. Yeah, there's a lot that you kind of just keep, I think, if you can. Um, he did ask, especially because Dersmer's just had his buy, so he's got another two. Um, yeah. He's worried about Ryan's role. Could you see Ryan's role changing with Pierce going down? No, nah, no, nah, don't be foolish. Well, yeah, you're seriously writing in that 195-centimetre fullback is going to affect at a 180-centimetre type intercept plate. Please, uh, have a look at yourself, Web Express. And you do not change the roles of your key players either. I mean, Ryan is so good at playing that intercept role. He's leading the comp, I think, in intercept marks. Why would you go change that? Or he was before they had the buy. Uh, Scott Warwick. Brady Smith has done his job. De- best defender coming off his buy this week, please, boys. Uh, I think it's Ryan and or Sicily uh, in that order. Ryan Sicily for me. Uh, I'm Ryan Sicily as well. I grabbed Sicily last week. I'm going Ryan this week. And I have to be clear, I don't think there are any other options apart from them too. Uh, that's coming off the buy. No, because yeah. I definitely would have had a look at Stuart, but he's on the buy this week. So No, Stuart's on the buy. Last last buy of the round, isn't he? No, 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 this week. Oh, this week. Sorry, okay. Geelong, yeah. Geelong City out this week. I'm pretty sure. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. No, no, you are right. It's my bad. Um, Dom Dougie. Pre-price adjustment, 605 in the bank with 15 trades. Initial thought is more to Boak, uh, Parker to Daniel, and Corbe Sorbet to Robbie Gray. That, that's beautiful. That yeah. is a thing of beauty, isn't it? Nice picture there. Corbe Sorbet scoring 10. What a freaking laugh. He is, Corey, an absolute spud. Fair I told you that. You get four points just for being on the field. Like, if you went start to end just by being on the field without touching the pill, you'd be on four. He scored six points, Corey. Fair income. Oh, God. I don't even know. He, sh- he is shit. I'll tell you now, he would have copped an all my- If I didn't have 21 field in this week, then he would have copped an absolute wrath, I reckon. He, he would have absolutely copped it. But... In the fortunate position, Corey, only needed to field 18 this week. Three scores didn't count. He's lucky this was by rounds. It's just actually, it, like, it actually annoys me as well, man. I don't have him, but it would annoy me if I was sitting there with like scores like 29, 33 and shit, and then one of the scores that was getting chopped out was 10. Yeah. Like, well, that's... Oh, man. We had this discussion, didn't we, in, in one of our you know, group inboxes, and, you know, Clark played early in the week, and we saw 24, and I yeah. thought, nah, dad, don't worry about it. It's all good. Uh... You know, got Corbet will come. You know, I might add another 25 points to that. No, Corey, minus 14. You're kidding. Oh, 10, man, 10. How do you play a game and score 10 points? Oh, how about Clark and Ainsworth, 24 and 33? Seriously. Oh, shocking, shocking. And Ainsworth is such a lovely user of the ball, too. Um, oh, 
Yeah, anyways. Isaac Place. Hey, lads, thoughts on which trades are best and why? Smith, Hoare, and Stack. Oh, I don't like that at all. For Sicily, Nash, and Cunnington. Smith, Hoare, Stack. Didn't Stack, like, score 80-odd again? Yeah, I'm pretty sure his break-even was up around 80, though, Stack. So, for me, I'm happy to move him on. Yeah, all right. Especially Um, with the play coming next week. Smith, Corbay, slash Setterfield for Nash and Boak. I'd much prefer just Smith and Corbet for, for Nation Boak. I think I like it too. Smith has done his job, and Sicily is as cheap as chips. Also, Cunning looking, Cunnington looking good. Look, I can't argue with that, but I just don't like the Marty Hall. Yeah, that's what I don't like. That. So he could do, you know, Brody Smith for Stack, and uh, he could do Smith and Stack for uh, Nation Cunnington, obviously, or he can do Smith and Corbet for Nation Boak. Um, yeah, so look, I'd prefer the Nash Boak and Stack combo as compared to the Corbet Nation Cunnington combo. Yeah, and then you could wait a week and stack to downgrade to bloody what's his name next week. Yeah, well, even even upgrading next week because his break even still forty two, so you should you know get another fifteen to twenty k out of Stack this week as well yeah. and piss him off right on his buy. I think that's the move I'd be running. Yeah, I just I, I don't like anyone trying to get rid of Hall. Nah, nah, no, nah, no. Nah. I, I don't either. And you know, I think I'm in a position. So I was, I did, I kept Whitfield, even though you probably thought I was taking the absolute piss last week, Corey. Um, I'm holding Whitfield, and I'm going to use Hawes his replacement. I think post buys and and just kind of see what goes on there, and hopefully I'm going to work out a way to, uh, you know, hopefully some of these rookies I'm bringing in at the moment can generate enough cash that way Hawke can just remain as D seven for the year and kind of cover some uh, defensive. Um, Defensive outs. Christopher Smallman5. Hey, guys. Corey, I'd like to retract my statement from last week. Bonfer, please go as hard as you want. Every funny stuff. Okay. Uh, I want to bring in a defender and forward, Ryan or Sicily, then Walters or Buddy or Gray. Cheers. I'm Ryan and... Oh, I feel like Walters is the safest, but I like the risk that's involved with Robbie Gray. Um, but Ryan's certainly ahead of Sicily, in my opinion. Um, Is and I'll Caleb play it. Daniel around the price of Walters? Yeah, yeah, but, you know, I, I feel like, you know, he'd be flirted as an option uh, if he didn't have him. Maybe he's already got him, but certainly Caleb Daniel would be in there, Corey. And Zeeble, I'd put Zeeble in and Caleb Daniel ahead of all three of those two as well. Yeah, you got to also have a look. I mean, if Sicily, if picking Sicily over Ryan gets you that money to go up to, like, a Caleb Daniel or a... Um, as Bont said, he's Zeeble or a Boke or something like that, and that's what I'd be doing. Use that money a little bit smarter. Um, mm-hmm. What's Zeeble worth? Oh, like 470 if that. He's still cheap, and he's gone 110, 133, I think, in the last two weeks. You like the well, idea of uh, the new coach, yeah? Well, I think, well, the new coach is coming in. Why the hell is he going to play him in the forward line, Corey? We know where he's going to have the greatest impact. It's going to be in the midfield. And I'll tell you what also is a, is a big factor here. Sean Higgins gone down with an injury. I mean, if he does not play pure mid, then there's something significantly wrong with that football club. We would just have to assume he does. And if he does, he is a top six forward categorically from here on out. 470k, Corey. Um, well, thereabouts, 474. Break even 39. Did they have their buy last week, North? No. When did they have their buy? Uh, no, they won last week, didn't they? 
they have their they have the buy in the last round. That's okay because I feel like you need to buy him this week because if he comes out and does another one thirty, mate, he's going up another you know thirty k I reckon, forty k. I think it's well worth it if you've got if you've got players next week where you feel like you're going to have you know nineteen twenty, um, then there's no problem in buying a Zebul this week. I reckon. Yeah, is he top six? Oh, categorically. That's interesting. Last week you were like super like horny about Caleb Daniel, and now you've just absolutely no. expressed over Zebul. Hey. There's, I've got no. They're both. I think Corey. They're both in the top six, and especially Caleb Daniel over Marvel. I'll tell you, if I had to pick one of them this week, and I wanted to play it safe, I'd be picking Caleb Daniel. Yeah. If I wanted to be a little more riskier, Corey, I'd go Zebul. I think the upside with Zebul is certainly there. I mean, the guy knows how to score 140, 150 points, Corey. He only did that four weeks ago against the Swans. Scored 140. Caleb Daniel doesn't do 130 pluses. Zebul's done it twice already this year. But what Caleb Daniel does do, though, is a kind of a steady 90 to 110 kind of range. The occasional 120 might pop up. Um, but certainly, Zebul's role, if it is, you know, kind of midfield, gee, and we've spoken about this pretty consistently, I reckon, maybe the last six weeks or so. If he's in the midfield court, he's a good thing. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm so. It's just that the hot my my natural fence sitter's coming out. Like I'm so on board with everything you say, and then I just remember like those games where he goes and sits in the forward line and barely touches the ball and does things like but, that. But so, who did that to him? Yeah, well. Who did that to him? Not, and is he there? And yeah. is he there? The answer, the answer, to that's no. We have we have absolutely no evidence to suggest, right? That uh, who, who's that? a picture his head? Shaw, Reece Shaw yeah. is going to use him the same way Scott does. The two weeks he's been there, he's gone bang bang midfield, midfield, one ten, one thirty three. You're looking at a bloke here who's essentially auditioning for a job. Of course, he's going to put the captain in the middle of it all. You'd be stupid not to as an interim coach, would you not? Are you? Do you think maybe the win factor plays a larger account into it as well? Into his scores. Two the wins, fact that they two won. Wins, two weeks, two wins, two influential games. What do you have? 28 and two goals last week yeah. with 10 tackles. I'll tell uh, you. Was it wet there too? You don't, get it, you don't get extra points for winning, Corey. 26. You, oh, you get yeah. points for... You're normally, pretty, you're normally pretty good when you win. You, well, how did, how did Max Gorn go today? How did Clayton Oliver go today? Corey, don't be foolish. Wow. You don't get points for winning. You get points for scoring change. You get points for, you know, effective disposals, contested possessions. That stuff there is what gets you points, not whether, not the fact that your team won or they lost. Yeah, fair enough. Look, I'm just going back and looking through numbers. They're not the highest numbers. Are you, all right, you, you're, clearly, you're clearly on the side of we've got a new coach. He's going to be locked in the midfield. Oh, big time. And with, you know, Higgins going down more than ever, especially over the next three weeks or so. Is it the back end of the season? Don't worry you at all? Nah, Higgins played last week, didn't he? Nah, nah, nah I'm, I'm not concerned. I still think he's in and around that ball. Him, Cunnington, um, you know, they, they, he just wants to produce. He wants to produce some results here, uh, Reshaw. You're a gambling man. What, what, Matt, what price do you reckon they would open him up on... Uh on an agency for him to yeah. finish top six? 
Um, well, depends though, because we'd have you know someone like a Tim Kelly and a Dunkley that'd be running sort of dollar twenties to finish the year. So someone like Azebel, I reckon two forty. Because what are the other options? What I mean, what are the other options though? You're going to tell me Rowan Marshall, please, Corey, take a spell. All right, let's move on from the Zeebel talk. He's uh, taking too much. Look, I, I don't mind it. I really don't mind it. So if you want to take the risk on Zeebel, by all means, go for it. Um, Abel Grant. Did I read Abel's out? I don't think so. Uh, you lads make me laugh. Best upgrade target. Boak, Dunkley, Grail, Zeebel. Higgins out makes him worth it. <laughs> wow. In order, Dunkley, Boak, Zeebel, Gray. Strongly agree. Yeah, Dunkley's um, still number one. He's good, that guy. Yeah, Jared Carter, 96. Hey, fellas, love your work. Keep it up. How about Cripper with 38 links and four snags? I'm sure bombs has come expressed everywhere. Serious note, now should I consider Bolter to Robbie Gray this week? I heard you guys mention him as a possible look-in. Should I pull the trigger on him? Also, wouldn't mind bringing in Toehill this week. <laughs> All right. Corey, <laughs> that one, might... I found that so much more funnier than it should have been. Corey, yeah, you might think that this guy here is somewhat funny. I can tell you he's only one thing. He's a moron, Corey. And I know, I can tell you, Corey, just with the way he spelt Toehill, he's got no idea on edu- – he's had no education his entire life, clearly, because he can't even spell Toehill correctly. Now – did I come express everywhere with Crips? No. 38 licks, four snags? No. Did you see Sam Walsh on the weekend? Yeah. 12 marks, 30-odd touches. Absolutely. He won the Rising Star on the weekend. Don't you worry about that. Um, yes, bolted Robbie Gray. That's only going to cost you hundred grand. I think that's fantastic. Look, it just depends on whether you think he can maintain the midfield role. I am big on the fact that I think Robbie Gray will push back out of the midfield at some point. But I think at the moment, I think next four to six weeks, he... he Really offers tremendous value, um, and I'm not even going to bother anymore with the the last part of that. With the is total he value? Shit. Yes, I think he's extraordinary value. Is he top yeah. six? I don't think so, and yeah. I don't even think he's near that. We've got and and we got so many options every week that we talk about. Um, I would love for there's going to be people out there that do pick Robbie Gray. I would love it if Robbie Gray could become a top six option, but uh, I'd prefer probably to spend that money a little bit more if you can. The one thing I do like about Robbie Gray, though, is we can use him as our swingman forward and midfield. Yeah. So back end of that season, if you want to go grab an extra, you know, forward, you can. Um, and, I mean, the luxury of being able to, you know, weekly, if you get there, loopholing bloody uh, Isaac Heaney and Robbie Gray. Yeah, Could yeah. Be pretty handy. And, you know, even more than that, I mean, he can kind of, you know, yeah. I mean, you kind of spoke about filling in and that. Corey, he is a 400K. If we were now at round 17 or so and we saw this transition, we would be categorically saying he needs to come in as the forward mid-swing. There's no issue with bringing in that swing player now, I don't think. I think the next, like I said, next four to six week is is going to be real good, I think, because he's going to be in that midfield. The moment you see him move out, Hopefully, by that stage, you've completed your team full of all the premiums you want, and you've got him there as that swing at that point. So he's served the purpose. He's smacking you out. He's smashing you out points. You bought him at a really cheap price, and then you've got him as a swing to kind of fill in for the rest of the year. I, I, th- I think it's smart. Yeah. Nah, I don't hate it. I mean, I'm not, again, I'm going to say it. I've been saying it for the last three weeks. I don't think he's top six. I'm not picking it, but I don't hate the... Uh, 
But he's a swing man, though. He's a swing yeah, man. Well, yeah. that's all it is. And yeah, mm. if you can snag it, especially if you're sitting in that bracket where, you know, you're around, you know, eighth to or you know, six or seventh to fourteenth in your league, and you need some, you really need to use that dollar value pretty wisely. It could become pretty handy there. Uh, I'll fall. Bolter Baker to Boak Daniel, or is it too early on Baker? Who is best downgrade option this week? Bolter, Baker. Sorry, mate, I don't have it up. Bolter and Baker to who? Boak and Daniel. Yeah, I mean, I don't see. Did you say too early on Baker? Break, Baker's break even's 87. I mean, what world is this guy living on? Yeah, unless he means Oscar. Ah, potentially Oscar Baker. Yeah. yeah. Um, I read it as Richmond's Baker to begin with just because of the forward line. Yeah. Um, if, if it's Oscar Baker, yes, it's too early. His break-even is zero. Um, and you kind of want to wait for team selections. But the, the point is he's not playing this week, I guess. Um, if it's the Richmond Baker, then you certainly pull on yeah. that. Sure. Yeah, it's the Richmond boys, they, they go. Um, Zach Robertson, Zachary Robertson, is... The Bont actually someone to target, or is he past his peak? No, nothing wrong with the Bont, I don't think. I, um, the Bont will produce scores week on week. And if you have a look, who are likely to be midfield seven and midfield eight for teams? You're probably looking at players like Matt Crouch. You're probably looking at players like, um, you know, maybe a Gaff or a Zach Merritt or, you know, these kind of types. Bont is Every piece as good, if not better, than all of those kind of players. So um, I have absolutely no issue with uh, Bonson Pally coming into sides. Two players that aren't getting enough love right now, Luke Parker and... Um, Gaff. Cun- no, nah, Cunnington. Oh, Cunnington. Cunnington's okay. love's yeah. really starting to change, uh, but they are two midfielders who are serious. I, I think the love that they're getting is seriously undervalued. Yeah. Um, Parker's like f- three or five round average is like... High one twenties. Yeah, yeah. He's he hasn't. He pretty much hasn't had a bad score this year. But the funny thing with Bont too is, it happened last year. I think it happened the year before where he had that purple patch. We hopped on potty and spoke about how important it was to get someone like um, Bontempelli, and then his back end of the season we went and set up forward and done shit yeah. like that. So um, he's got a history of doing this kind of stuff, but. I don't know. He's he's sleek when he's in the midfield. He's Pendlebury like, so I have no no problem at all if you see Bont doing the back end of the season as good as his front end of the season ones as well. Yeah. What's his price? Bont and Pally, five uh, I'm going to top my head now, five fifty odd, I'd imagine. Yeah. Which five forty three just brought it up. Pretty handy. Um It's wait. cheaper than a lot of those six hundred K break even one thirty three. And, and he does have the buy this week, so you No, sorry, he's coming off the buy. Sorry, yeah, he's coming off the buy. Which is um, why I'd assume some would look at him. Yeah, and you have a look at his form against Carlton as well. And I did write about this earlier in the year. I mean, he only scored 104 on them early in the year. But prior to that, his three scores against Carlton were 124, 145, and 120. Yeah, there you go. Tommy, Tom, I said Tommy Boak I think that's pronounced Boak. I'm just going with that anyway. Thoughts on upgrading Brody Smith rather than Marty Hall? Yep, that's what I'm doing this week. Yeah, if I had Marty Hall, I'd definitely be keeping him. Yeah. I must say, I must say that when I'm to, when I'm beating on about how important Marty Hall is to go, you got to remember that I stupidly traded him out to get Parker after round two. So I'm a non-Marty Hall owner, and I yeah. know how important having Marty Hall is. Marty Hall's right now is the difference for me being probably top 500 overall. Compared you know. to being top 3,000. 
I'll just I'll rub this into you a little bit, Corey. But since round four, now keep in mind he didn't play rounds two and three. His low score has been seventy five, yeah. and his second low score has been eighty six. <laughs> you and you want to give me Brody Smith's two low scores? Uh, well, he just had forty eight over the weekend, Corey. Yeah. But since round four, you've got a forty eight and a sixty five yeah. in there. Marty Hall's out averaging Brody Smith. Like I don't understand at what logical point that you think it's smarter keeping Brody Smith over Marty Hall, like anyone. Yeah, particularly when you know there's a sixty point difference in their break evens, and um, I guess the only advantage would be that you know Hall's obviously on the bye this week and Smith's next week. So, and this seems to be the low weeks. So that's probably why people are talking about moving Hall on because they're a bit light on this week. But I think he's the one on the bye this week that you certainly do not trade aside from your premium players. Yep. Uh, Frogger had planned on moving Horon for Blakely this week, uh, but his scoring has me thinking it might be better off to hold. Yes, hold. So, now he's looking at Darcy Moore to Sicily, Bolter to Zeeble. Damn, that's hot. Yeah, I'm looking. <laughs> Go for it. Yeah. Um, well, we got a bit of a long one. You don't have the photos up, do you? No, I do. I do. Oh, Bevo 3988. Um, yeah. Hey boys, hurry this week from my means to be coach, scoring 1905, losing 270 places overall, now sitting 1277th. One out of five cash legs. What's his next move? Uh, 15 trades. Needs to try and. <laughs> okay, all right. I, I, was, I was really skimming over shit here, but we've got a bit of a pun central going on. Um, only has 15 trades left. Bonts needs to try and cotrail himself. And stop kicking oh, my butt. Oh, Jesus. It's, it's, <laughs> wait, hold on. He's <laughs> yeah, the yeah, wanker yeah. with the players. <laughs> yeah. Oh, f- Corey. Funny thing no. is, I actually misheard you guys on a preseason pod and thought you said butts, but you guys were actually talking about butters. Lol. No excuse for tr- for Cottrell, though. Um, just is he up. blaming us? <laughs> He's blaming us for him being stupid enough to pick a butts. When we say $157,000 midfielder from Port Adelaide, it doesn't mean $102,000 Ford defender from Adelaide, you idiot! Where are you from, Corey? All right, Bob, what can you do to help this poor young lad out? Get him a new brain, Corey. How's that for a start? Fair income, maybe some new ears. A bit of sense. How's an education, fella? Fair income. All right, mate. I'll see if I can help you here. Uh, I'm done with him, Corey. This, this is for you to do this one. I'm not even uh, you've just you got you got to start going down. Um, what do we have this week? I can't even remember who I've gone down to. Uh, oh, we got Brulee in the midfield. So you got some DPP that can happen here. Uh, down back, I don't mind Brody Smith out. Uh, Dersma back into the defence. I don't know how much cash you've got in your bank. Did you write anything? Nah, um, and bringing in Bruley, then you can use some upgrades. So with that, you can go uh, oh, far out. I probably wouldn't even be moving Gyer and Myers because I, I assume that break even would be low, but you can go Baker up, um, and you can probably go stack up if you wanted to. Or um, Yeah, you've got some, got some good cash makers floating around this team. But look, you go down, you get Bruley, and then you can double up somewhere else with a couple of the problems you've got. Uh, Daniel Wallace, 444. What do I do with Crip, uh, Crisp? Not Crips, Crisp. That's the kind of thing. Underperformed all year. No signs of improvement. And players like Hoare outscoring him. Do I move him on as he has the buy this week or hold? 
Um, you know, Crisp is you're unlucky because I, I really respect the risk you kind of take on a player like that. It's just unfortunate he's in, he's in a team where they have such prolific scorers. Um, he hasn't scored a lot of tons, two tons for the year, but he hasn't also been tremendously bad. There's only one score below 70 on the year as well. Um, do you bother moving it on now, Corey? I reckon no, you kind I, of just I probably, I don't, probably don't go now. Yeah. You just keep upgrading the rookies around it. You yeah. hold him, and he's a back-end-of-the-year upgrade. And if you've got trades left, then you deal with that. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Because the way you look at it, it's like, all right, I move him this week, and what do I move? I move him to Sicily, yeah? So now I have Sicily and Rookie. Or if I move Rookie to Sicily, I now have Crisp and Sicily. Yeah. So obviously you don't move Marty Hall or those kind of good players before him, but um, unfortunately you just have to ride it out. Uh, Arazia Fantasio... <laughs> Enjoy the podcast, lads. Started listening this year, and you blokes are now my go-to podcast for SC info. Oh, thanks, fella. Man. Um, I'm sure he'll find a way to ruin it with some. Yeah, probably. Yeah, Thought wait. I should start um, uh, contributing to this forum because I like you blokes. I'm going to let you in a little secret. A lock for top six forward for the back half of the year, Darcy Parish. Hear me out. Last three games, V Sydney, 80 percent forward time, ten disposals. 61 supercoach points. Oh, versus Richmond, 60% mid-time, 31 disposal, 137 supercoach points. Versus Carlton, 76% mid-time, 31 disposals, 129 supercoach points. He's Josh Dunkley all over again. Now he's playing his proper role of ball hunting mid, and he'll average 105 from here on out. Jump on him now before he's too pricey. This is one that I, I don't mind. I'm not kind of really saying go and grab in Darcy Parrish, but these are the things that I do look out for. Um, and I will let you know that I did try and go hunt Darcy Parrish in some uh, draft leagues last weekend um, and failed. He, um, Parrish is interesting, Corey, because two years in a row, he's been our breakout discussion point, yep. uh, preseason pods for Essendon. And, um, I know that, you know, both of us, we're just waiting for, for this guy to kind of explode. And um, his ball use is still a concern. However, obviously, he's getting a lot of the ball, gets a lot of contested stuff, does tackle. Um, oh, Corey, I, I don't hate it, but I'm not in love with it and I'm not supporting it because I know what it's like to follow a guy like Darcy Parrish and he can let you down a hell of a lot. I also wonder what happens to a guy like that when – you know they start to get a lot of their players back too, and, and where does that le- where does that leave him in the team? Um, so it's certainly going to be interesting to kind of see how that plays out. And something I like to sort of touch on from time to time through the year is players just get in form patches, do they not? I mean, sometimes players just have a little burst here or there. I mean, do you recall the Ollie Wines burst last year? And I, and I specifically remember saying, no, no, no. Is, is four to six weeks at this level, that's it, then you'll taper off. Some, some players just do it um, as part of form, and, and I think that's where I'm sitting with Darcy Parrish. He's in a bit of form. Yeah, his role's changed a bit, but steam, teams will start to cotton on to that too. So I'm not going to support it, but, hey, you could probably do worse you, than pick Darcy Parrish and would have thought at his price. We constantly smack on about, you know, being being careful and not letting plays that are art just in those little patches hurt you. And... I think what we we gave probably caution to the win with Bashahuli. He probably deserved a little bit more credit, but he's been historically a, a form player in recent fu- uh, recent past. He's been uh, an injured player historically yeah, too. Exactly. Um, 
I'm trying to think of a couple of others. Four, 450000 for a guy like Darcy Parrish is, is too much, Corey, I think. I mean, if we're sitting here and he's 380 or he's at the same price as Robbie Gray... I would I would entertain the conversation a lot more, but I, I think he's about fifty to seventy k too much to kind of entertain it. Yeah, but the form players do come. Um, they do. Uh, old friend Owen, I've been I've missed this bastard. It's been going for a long time. Um, <laughs> long time absent. Thanks for keeping on track with the pods. Whitfield is gone for me. Gives me bank and warm bodies. Has Swans and Suns in league finals who both sent a tag to him. Some logic there, or just nonsense by me. Um, this week's trade, Clark, Ainsworth, Atkins to Sicily, Ryan and Bewley um, this week. And then he's going to have Boke, Neil McRae, Hearn on his shopping list. Anything bigger that you see to address, Bumps? Love your work. Thanks, lads. No, look, I like those three moves there. I mean, he's, he's going Sicily, Ryan, Bewley. And I think shoring up that back line is obviously a priority because you have a look there and you think, gee, after Lloyd, what does he have? I know Zach Williams. Now, Zach Williams... We all know how much I hate Zach Williams, don't we, Corey? Yep. Uh, he will score semi-decently with Whitfield out of the team. I when Whitfield's not in. Um, so, you know, wouldn't mind holding him and Hall, but, you know, if you can kind of, you know, get your Smiths off and, and that kind of thing and, yeah, do your upgrades there. Um, I mean, he's doing Clark and Ainsworth to two premium defenders. Like, that is significant because then you have a look at his defence, Corey, and it kind of reads Lloyd, Williams, Hall, Smith, Sicily and Ryan, and it's not going to take much money to get Williams and Hall up to, you know, or, or Dersma up to your remaining um, defender premiums there, so yeah, I like what he's doing. Yeah, I don't know, sorry, I don't know if you just mentioned that you got Riley O'Brien probably coming to a premium forward in the next couple of weeks as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah so that's, uh, man, how good was Rob on the weekend? I, he he felt the pressure of Sammy Jacobs bearing him down, Corey, and he said, no, hold on a minute. This is my show. And again, Corey, don't drink and super coach because I've missed out on $300,000 here. I'll tell you, I'm absolutely kicking myself because I think I'm fielding potentially 17 this week and Rob could have made it 18. And, um, yeah, 300K on a downgrade next week would have been epic. Oh, good to have you back, my friend. Uh, little Hales Harry. Got his team in there. Uh, hey, boys. Uh, hey, boys. He's weak due to bench cover. I only have one. Did I miss, like, the start of the write-up? Or... Oh, no, I'm hey, sorry. boys. He's... Due to bench cover, yeah. Yeah. Hey, boys. Due to bench cover. Hang on, i got to go. Uh, due to bench cover, I only have one donut in my forward line, and Boke would finish my forward line as he's coming in off his bye. Should I be bringing him or maybe someone with more value, like like Tohio? Thanks, boys. Uh, Corey, I'm not going to engage. I went, I went, he, got me, I, he got me hook lines thinking with that one. My, um, um, M Libida 10. Hey guys, Matt here. Had a half decent week with a 2061. I went back up almost into the top 1000, sitting at 1008. Looking to get Caleb Daniel back in using a trade for Jordan Clark and moving Burgess back into the back line. Have 170k in the bank and would down and. What downgrade would you like? Would you think best? Enjoy the pod and bombs. Keep please keep blowing up when it's warranted. I'm enjoying your blow ups. Playing for overall. Thank you. Um, what does he want to do? He wants looking to get Caleb Daniel in for. Is this is this what I'm talking about? Sorry. Um, Jordan Clark moved Burgess down back. Yeah, don't see anything up there. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. Um, but he's got to downgrade somewhere else. I think for that to be done. Is that what he said? 
I don't know. I wasn't I really paying attention. I think that's what he said. So if that's the case, I'm probably going Sydney stack to Bruley. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Am I doing that? Am I doing that? Uh, well, they both have... Well, Stack is into his buy next week. Bewley plays his third game this week, so it's not the worst thing you could do. I'd probably prefer a Corbet down. Does he have DPP? No, he doesn't. No, mm. That's what I'm worried about. Oh, he, nah. Oh, he, wait, he you can go do Gardner. You go no, 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 Gardner. Yeah. He can get Gardner for Corbet and swing Rosie forward, Carney. Um, and that, yeah, and that will give him the extra, yeah. I'll do Corbet to Gardner, I think. That's only, what, 100k, not even. Corbet needs to go, Corey. Does he not? What's his break even? Uh, 77. That's corked. If if you hold him, you have to... Now, we speak about waves on this program. Can, can I just say something before you go? Could he do a goat? If he... If he does a goat, I'll tell you now, you thought what you did to me was Bolter was bad. I'll send it back 20-fold. I can assure you of that. Um, Corey, he was valued at 228k last week and he dropped 20,000 in price. Fair. Seriously, Corey. He scores the last three weeks, 47, 38, and 10. Lockie Neal, Lockie Neal's first half on the weekend was more impactful, according to Supercoach, than this guy was for the last 12 quarters of his career. Take take that into context, will you? Oh, take it to the bank. Michael Uh, Gibbons, in one week, scored more than this guy has for his last three games. Consider that. (laughs) Andrew Taz, hey, boys, I really want to upgrade Hall this week, but... Well, it's hard to pull the trigger on him. And he's scoring. What are your thoughts on trading someone like Hall? P.S. Royal Marshall is a huge pickup this week. Goat. Fuck. Seriously. We've spoken about Hall. So this guy knows where we stand on that. P.S. Rowan Marshall is a huge <coughs> Corey. You know, my, I went to a psychiatrist this week, Corey, because I felt the psychologist wasn't doing enough work with me. So if I'm a little bit subdued tonight, it's because I'm heavily medicated now. And I'll tell you now, I've had to pop another three pills because as soon as I saw the name Rowan Marshall, I started having twitches. But I, I had to get the Valiums in me, Corey. I just needed to calm, just right down. Just calm, calm. I'll tell you what, I love the little picture of the goat on the Elite's website. It's... it's- it's a good emoji. That's yeah, a, it's a good, phone, it? really, yeah. really good one. <clears throat> Benoit, no knees, Dallin Gray. Hey, fellas, in a great posse in my leagues. <clears throat> Excuse me. But just worried about next set of rookies to bring in for cash. Fife is non-negotiable, but wanting one more trade. Finally getting rid of B. Scott, but I didn't see the Essendon game a fortnight ago. Is it worth bringing Clark over uh, Bewley this week? I don't think so. No, I mean, Clark's going into his second game. Yeah. And you have a look at what he'd done in his first few games of his career, and if he did that again on the weekend, you wouldn't be half contemplating this. So I'm certainly Bewley in over Clark, and have Clark as an option next week. We, we need downgrade options every week. So get Bewley, because he's going into his third this week, if named. And if Clark goes into his third the week after, we'll get him then. Bewley's been great. Any worry about Benal? Harley yeah, Bates, you know, this it's going to come up, isn't it, at some point? And we're going to speak about, you know, injuries and all that sort of stuff. But, you know, he could well get a game this week. And at 167K, oh, I'd almost 
prefer the risk on someone like him than I would on a on another sort of midfielder because you, you just know he was worth 500k at one point in his career. Let's not forget that. I mean, the big, so, worry, the big worry too is going to be the Bewley factor because someone would have to go for him to come in. That is true. That is true. Yeah. Um, Unless they roll change with injuries and and, and I don't know enough of now. and I don't know a lot enough about uh, Freeman on their list composition and I don't actually watch a hell of a lot of Freeman games because they play a lot of those Sunday twilights when I'm uh, oh, occupied my, with um my favorite game. I've got prior commitments on a on a Sunday night, unfortunately, Corey. Um, so I don't actually get to see a lot of Fremantle games, so I feel like I'm not, and you know me, I like to pump my own tyres, but I actually feel like I'm not that educated in that space to kind of make a call on that one. Okay, so don't listen to bumps when it comes to anything regards Freo. Um, <laughs> yeah, simple as that, that's what we just learned. Richard Quatrocki. Quatrocki. Richard Quatrocki. Richard, get a last name, Trocky. Yep, yep. Hey, gents, never been in top 20,000, but because of listening to this pod, I'm 491 overall. This is the stuff I love to hear. Just don't show us a picture of your team because I'll probably crack it. Rich, thank you. I'm struggling to get 18 players this week. Should I try trade Brayshaw? I've held this whole time, and Rotham, who will probably get dropped for Hearn after buy. P.S. I watched Tohill play VFL on Channel 7. He is rubbish. Now... Richard, Corey, one of my new favourites on yeah. the program. Up Ranked there. 491 overall, watches the VFL. And you know what? Sometimes you don't even have to watch the VFL to know a guy with a last name called Tohill is shit, right? But I'm glad this guy here thought, no, 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 I might have a look at him. And uh, he's had a look and said, yeah, no, nah, it's absolutely no good. I don't know about you, but is his team half whited yeah, out for you, Corey? Out. Yep. Yeah, so I'm not sure um, what he by. By Brayshaw, who's Brayshaw? Angus in the midfield. Ah, uh, he's got him on his bench. Yeah. I mean, what do you do with that? He's four twenty three and he's coming off a one sixteen. Uh, yeah, but you know the worst part is, you're sitting four hundred and ninety first overall. Like, you, you got to go. Like you got to like just foot foot to the floor. I think. Uh, look, I think if you want to hold Brayshaw, no problem with that. But you got to get the eighteen. So Scott's got to go to Bewley. Yeah. For, for yeah. piss all money. Um, what does he have in the What does he have in the bank? Do we know? Nah, can't see it. It's blocked out. So all I know so far, he's got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen players playing. Before I think Scott. Fourteen. Well, I think it's mathematically impossible then for him to. Uh, Hang on, is that including the two that I didn't count? Hang on, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. No, so there's two that I can't see as well. So I assume, okay. I, I probably assume there's two playing there. Uh, so that's what, 16? Oh, you need to yeah. get 18, I think. Yeah, so you get 17. Yeah, do what you need to do to get 18. And if that means someone... Look, Rotham's probably going to be out of the team. Oh, I, I tell you what here too. I, I tell you what. This is one, probably the only circumstance... Where if it meant upgrading, I would actually consider moving Hall. No, no chance. It, it only if, if like I had to, I would. Like if I couldn't do anything else to get more cash, to go to a premium, 
I'd rather do a Rotham or Ainsworth down to even someone like a Nash from the Tigers. Now, you, you heard um, Damien Hardwick and his press are saying he's guaranteed to get a game this week. So we know he's going to play a second game. And I'm pretty sure if you're that confident on him playing the second game, he's probably going to get a third. So I'm actually really comfortable with him being a, an early downgrade option, despite the fact that Richmond have the buy next week. So have a look at your buy structure. And if you're actually sitting okay for next week, I don't mind something like an Ainsworth or a Rotham down to a Nash. Yeah. Yeah, and you could probably even get yourself 19 this week if you got rid of both Ainsworth and Rotham to that Gardner fella and Nash. And just and just fix yeah. DPP here? Nah, nah. Unless you yeah. so. Nah, Scott to yeah, Scott to Bewley. Yeah, one to Nash and then go, you can go Make sure you go Brayshaw up then. Yeah, that might pocket you enough cash to then go Brayshaw up. Now, you have a look at the players that came off the bye last week and you think of midfielders, you can get a Zach Merritt. Does he have five, Corey? Uh, he does have five. Okay. Does he have a McRae? Does he have Bont and Pally? McRae. He doesn't have Bont. So, you know, someone like Merritt. Yeah, so, you know, Bont, Merritt, they could be options for him. Yep. Um, Port Adelaide players, you're probably not picking a midfielder from Port Adelaide, but maybe you, you could, can get... You could use some DPP to get Boak. Yep, you could swing someone like Dangerfield into the midfield just for the week and, yeah, get a boke in and do something like that. I, I think, you know, probably Brayshaw you want to get rid of at some point. I just – the only thing I don't like, Corey, is that you held on to him for this long, and it makes sense now to sort of yeah. get rid of him at his buy. But, I mean, he just made 15K this week. His break-even's 45, and he's coming off 116. And, and especially off of 91 the week before, I just feel like – He's going to push himself back up to maybe 500k. I don't know. I feel like you might be selling him 70k short, but his position is he's in the top 500. And if you can move him on to someone who's going to play over the next two weeks, then um, maybe that's, you know, uh, you don't earn the money it's tough in that to situation. It's okay. Money or how many buys he's got here either. That's, uh, that, 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 and that's how many trades good. left as well. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. Moving on. I was going to say something else, but I completely forgot now. Oh, this is that prime example. You know what? By missing out on Rob. Really, it's, it's hurt. Yep. Because yep. he would have had 18 and he would have been able to save a trade. And, yeah, and then not to yeah. mention cash generation going forward as well yeah. too. So um, that's all the questions. We uh, actually got through that pretty good. That's good. Um, yeah, no. I just jumped good. on and had a look at Supercoach. Is there anyone that we hadn't spoken about? But Ryan Gardner, are you going a week early on him? You're happy to miss? What's the plan? Yeah, feel, feeling like, um, well, when you say going a week early on him, Corey, I brought him in last weekend. Oh, well, there you go. Um, so, yeah, I've actually gone ultra early. What I do last week, I don't think we covered our trades in last week, but obviously I traded someone out to Gardner. Oh, I must have had – did you look at your um, – Previous trades in this thing. Uh, history. Uh, where do you find history, mate? Uh, at the top, but I don't know if it's got trades in there. Uh, no, trade history. So history, you on the phone or the PC? No, I'm on the PC. Uh, so go to team, my team. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, I see. Yeah, All right. And then I'm right there's trades. Ah, uh, yeah. This so is the house. I did Scrimshaw to uh, Gardner, obviously, because Scrimshaw's out for four to six weeks, whatever it is. So I thought, you know, why the hell not? I did Petrocelli to Boke. In anticipation, Petra Chully talking about another rookie that scored really shit um, in preparation for this week. And I got rid of um, Hayes from the Dogs, who's non-playing for Bewley. I bought Bewley in because I knew I'd be targeting this week. Just allows me to do some upgrades now this week. Nah, not bad. So last week I went Whitfield to Sicily and Lockhart to Rotham. 
Um, now I'm fully, I was fully prepared that Rotham's probably Chase, another rookie that's got bad. My God. Uh, yeah, well, look, I'll probably take 40. It's probably better than 29, let's be honest. Um, I'm fully prepared that he's getting dropped now, too, because they were shit-ass. Um, but that banked me a nice big war chest of, what, 300-something thousand. And then so far, my little play around this week was Bolter, Clark, and Scott for Bewley, Ryan, and Caleb Daniels. So um, I've essentially turned Whitfield and the rookies into three primos. Mm. I'm sitting, yeah, don't mind that yeah. moving, moving over the next two weeks. Gets me 18, hopefully, at this stage, but we'll have a look because I may need to keep the GOAT to field 18 this week. I, uh, it's all tough. <sighs> I might have no choice, he's, mate. I might have to take his 29. He's dead, Corey. He's dead. <laughs> he's, he's out for pastures, and um, I'll tell you now, there might be a nice GOAT Vindaloo on the way, I reckon, Corey. Oh. I'm a big fan of goat curry, actually. Yeah, no, nah, well, I knew that. That's why I sort of put that one out there. Might just be, might just be time to. Uh, you reckon he's, he's, he's had his last meal? He's, he's had his last he's meal tender. over the weekend, and um, <laughs> he's just been he's stewed for about sixteen hours, Corey. He's uh, just fallen off the bones right now. I would have thought. In the pot, in the pot, vice captain and captain vault. <laughs> oh, Corey. It's so early. Boy rounds are absolutely shocking. I'll tell you that. Um, where are we going to go? Because there aren't many options. You know that this week, Corey. We've got Gorn and Grundy on the boy. Yeah. So I don't know what the hell I'm going to do with my rider. Might have, to, might have to go Riley O'Brien against no Ruckman at bloody... Against what's he got soldo. Corey, it's not one of... You've said a lot more stupider things in, than uh, that this year. I can tell you that. But I think, I mean, if, you, if you're in a privileged enough position to own someone like Josh Kelly... Um, although his history against North has not been fantastic, you'd think he'd, he'd do a decent enough job there. We've got players like Paddy Cripps um, sort of floating around. The beauty is we get a VC anyone, don't we? So I think ideally in this situation, you'd be VCing Cripps into Josh Kelly um, if you had both those players. Uh, yeah, and I'll be going Fife into uh, Cripper there. Just noticing the fixture. Come on, AFL. We've got six games on this weekend. And you want to have a 145 time slot overlapping with a 235. Idiots. That is shocking. Corey, they're stupid people at the AFA. There are some seriously stupid people working there. Yeah, that is shocking. Where's Riverway Stadium, by the way? Is that where they're playing? That's where Gold Coast playing. What's a Riverway Stadium? Never heard of it. Jesus. I'm gonna, oh, I'll have a look at the fixture now while you are... Get on to the next bit. Probably just going to quickly Google it myself, though. Riverway Stadium. This could also be who am I next week. I'm, uh, oh, it's in Townsville. So, yeah, Townsville. Okay. Yeah, like footy ground. Well, it? yeah, it's a local footy ground, so who knows? Corey. Um, no, I'm just having a look, look on. Gold Coast and St. Kilda might actually be able to sell out a game. Corey, there's a Coles on the, map here, on the maps here. About a hundred meters from the footy ground. There's probably going to be more people at the Coles too. To be Corey, I, I was about to say the checkouts, the checkouts at Coles will be more packed than the than the cheer squad uh, down at the stadium. Fair income. Get a grip. Capacity. Look at this. They they reckon the capacity is ten thousand, but they can have ten thousand and thirteen people seated. Well, your capacity is ten thousand and thirteen. You idiot. Bloody peanuts down at Railway Stadium. Fair Jesus. Might try and get down there this weekend, actually. Watch a game. 
There's no chance of you that. You know what? If you've been to Ruway Stadium before, can you just tweet into the page or send us an inbox or something like that? Just let so, us know how old, good old Riverway Stadium is. If there's been someone that's been to Riverway Stadium, they're, they're probably not intelligent enough to have internet in their area of town to listen to this podcast and or the Supercoach. Hey, we'll review today's thing as well. So, you know, community, uh, you let... You not only let Freeze MND Foundation down, you let us down as well. We put 25 bucks in your hands. You selected Jordan Tagoe. That didn't get up, obviously, but that's okay. Um, now, Corey, yeah. have you donated your 50 yet? Yeah, the bank checks in, mate. The bank checks in. Well, that's fantastic. So um, I think you got me last year, though, didn't you? Grundy did beat Gorma. Yeah, yeah, got you last year, but you got me um, last year, mate. And no, well, Corey, I didn't get you this year. Absolutely spanked you. You want to hear a fun fact, Corey? Hit me. Currently, Grundy will not be going back to back as number one ruckman, yeah, and the trend, the trend, the trend must continue. Corey Gorn is now the highest averaging player in the game. Yeah, wow, well and deserved too. I do just want to say, what a fantastic! I was at the ground today. What a fantastic day it was. What a fantastic occasion. What a great event it, it actually was. I, I know, I know, we had this bet going, but I know we both donated to um, MND separately as well. Um, mm even outside of this too. So cannot speak highly enough of everything that was done. Um, the character that Neil Danaher is and the brave face that he puts on every single day to raise, you know, so much money for such a tragic cause. So dig deep. And, and how about the whole... Buy beanie. Well, they're sold out, Corey. They're sold oh, out. Are they? Well, if you, haven't bought a, if you haven't bought a beanie, then donate 25 bucks, wherever it costs for being an idiot and letting it sell out. Hey, Brad Green today at the ground too. That was that was yeah, a fantastic. I didn't as well. see that because I was at the ground. So. Yeah. So on the coverage, obviously there was yeah. a stuff going on, obviously with the the passing uh, there, and um, you know the kids getting out on the ground. So again, I mean, it's just it's a beautiful moment. I think football uh, football is beautiful, and Supercoach is beautiful, and, and we're blessed to have uh, I guess some really eye-opening uh, kind of things happen within the game when uh, sort of passion and, and everything's kind of on the line. It's nice to kind of just take a step back and say, hey, there's uh, sometimes more important things in life. Yeah, reflect a little bit. Favourite slide moment today? Um, now, I have to say, Nick Rewalt, he certainly did steal the show today. Surely. However, I'll tell you now, J- Judd, now, Corey, oh, I'm can now... Can you get your freaking Carlton? No, no, no. No, no. no. See, this proves that you, you didn't know me 10 years ago. I hated Chris Judd for a long period of my life, Corey, and he's an absolute tosser. The fact that he couldn't make himself present for Favola to go, pressure point, pressure point, pressure point, that is piss weak from him. And uh, seriously, he is an absolute tosser. Whenever he's on camera, he was a tosser on field, Corey. Fev wants to get up there, wants to have a laugh. And if he can't get up there and recreate one of the funniest moments in Brownlow Medal history, then he needs to take a cold, hard look at himself and probably just piss off, Corey. I've had enough of Judd. Okay, obviously someone hates Carlton. No, no, well, Corey, I love the club, but seriously. I mean, it's, it's, it's more than about, you know, yourself for, for that moment. Yeah, and Fev did say when he was out there, he would have loved Juddy to be nearby, so he could have re reenacted. That would have been it would have been great TV viewing for they sure. They Nick Rewell, what an absolute star. All right, yeah. well that's it. The podcast is over. Uh, that's enough about us. Um, on behalf of Bombs and myself, PCA community, and thanks for listening.